0: We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick-and-roll, pick-and-pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? The hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Hello there. Well, This is uh, Nate McHugh. Um, you're probably wondering why you're hearing my voice start um this new episode of uh, of of Bang Rings and Daggers it's because I have a bad some bad news to report unfortunately Patrick has given up he turned in his Nebraska fan card um, this morning around 8:30 uh, he thought hard, long and hard last night about whether it's really worth it in the end to pull for a basketball program and and also a football program that just continues to disappoint and disappoint. And he gave up. That's it, folks. He's done. So I'm sorry to report that. Uh, You know, a stronger person would have stood, you know, would stand with Nebraska through these difficult times, but that's just not Patrick. So, um, I I guess I'm sorry to report the, uh, the bad news that, or he's just got a lot of stuff going on and I wanted to get a podcast out since we had, we finally have a game and I got to watch it. We got to watch it and he was not able to record. And so I said, Hey, I'll take a, I'll take a shot at it. So, um, I'm going to, well, I have no idea how long this is going to be. Um, I'll just do my best, but. Anyway, so last night that was tough. Uh, Sixteen point favorites to a powerhouse um, team from the uh, one of the lower six conferences in uh, UC Riverside. You know uh, that wasn't good. And so I uh, try to be. So I was thinking about this: how do, how would I want to approach what I actually say? on this podcast because it, this is my thing about fans, you know, saying, you know, certain things about coaches, you know, uh, because, you know, they call them idiots or whatever. And, and I try to stay away from that. And I don't think I'm going to, I'm, and I am no way going to get there with this Nebraska basketball staff because, uh, we really don't know. And I have every reason to be, 100% confident in these guys, uh, but I just want you know I just it's hard for me to want to verbalize what I think because I want to be you know the main I mean, my main point is we really have no idea why they do the things they do, and that could go for football too. You know we we people want to criticize when the fire assistants and all that, but we truly don't have any clue. You know we might we, we might we might understand the sport. We can look at things with our own eyes and, you know, make judgments. But sometimes they're admit, the coaches are making decisions based off of facts that they have and that we don't have. You know, so uh, and, and I kind of want to illustrate that quick with a story. Uh, this past year, the team I uh, helped coach, uh, we were in a conference tournament. We were at the end of the game. Uh, I think we were down two. Um and we were you know we probably shouldn't even be in the game, but we were. Anyways, last second, um we get rebound coming down the floor. We have I think a timeout or two and we don't use a timeout. We let the kids play and you know we called our our, our set and it didn't work out and uh so is was, you know, it was really a really bummer that we lost. And as we're walking off the floor, I hear people, fans, call us effing idiots, you know, and other things. You know, it's almost like they walked over across the the, uh, the basketball floor to let us know what they think of us. You know, and it, it, these are just exceptions, right? However, it, it, and it's because we didn't use our timeouts. You know, we should have set something up. But the thing they don't know is that we have gone, our head coach, had informed the kids and gone to this season that is his philosophy to not call timeouts in that situation. And he just wants the kids to be able to know they know what play to run and they, they just have to end up executing it. And what the other side of the coin is, I and mean, you can disagree or not, is that if we would have called a timeout, this coach, the um, sorry, the coach for the opposing team runs all different types of defenses. So now we have to talk to the kids about. Uh, okay, that they run 1-3-1. One, one, this is what we're going to run. Man, this is what we're going to run. 3-2. Uh, this is what we're going to run. 2-3. This is what we're going to run. Instead, we have a set that we know that the kids know we're going to run against the man defense, which is what they're playing. So that's why we just let them go. So those are facts that people don't understand. Out, you know, that they don't know because that is our philosophy, and they can disagree all they want, but. You know, that's just how things are. So, you know, just moving forward, I guess, uh, I guess, but I guess you want to hear about the game. Or what I think. um, Maybe don't. I don't know. Well, that went, I would say that was uh, somehow disappointing, but yet expected. We really had no idea what we were getting with these guys. I think, you know, I think we obviously wanted better. And maybe just the Hoiberg effect made us just expect better. But, uh you know it, it was not great it was a team that looked very unsure of themselves especially playing with each other and you know and we, and you all know you know you got know, what 14 different guys and never played together never played a game together and now they're on the floor now you just kind of hope that the talent level of the of the kids that Hoiberg has on the team, can maybe get over that hump against a team like UC Irvine. And not only did they not get over the hump, they got blown out. And I really wasn't upset at the end. You know, I I texted Patrick and I said, you know, I just don't have the emotional investment in Nebraska basketball that I do with Nebraska football. And I think part of it is because. I kind of look at it as a basketball coach now and, you know, of course I want to win and everything, but it's just, it's probably more analytical and uh, you can really see why we got blown out. There were, I mean, and anyways, I guess we'll, you know, we'll kind of get to that. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to talk about some of the bad things I saw and um, some of the good things I saw and I'll end with the good. So, all right, bad, uh, poor three point shooting. Uh, this, I sure hope this is not what we're going to be expecting. Going six for twenty three from the three point line. That is not good. Twenty three percent. I, you know, Kavass, I think going to be. He's going to be a sure thing. Okay, now uh, he missed a wide open one last night on a nice uh, pick play that. You know, I think he's normally going to hit and, but I don't know how great we had, you know, maybe Deshaun Burke's a pretty good one, but uh, Cam Mack, I I don't think he's a three point shooter. Like he he can hit them, but that's not going to be his thing. And so you got, he's more of a driver. And then you have Javay Green who, you know, is just a scorer, you know, that's just what he's going to do. And I don't know if he's just a three point shooter. I guess we'll find out, as you know, because we've never seen these guys play, and you know, maybe Hoiberg thought he was getting better shooters than he's gotten, or maybe it was just an off night. You know, it's a first game and from the home crowd. Well, I guess we'll find out, you know, as the season goes along. Uh, one thing that should that they should, I I would suggest not suggest they know this, but I believe they took too many contested threes, and some of that's the lack of ball movement at times. But but the percentages go down dramatically when there's not a hand or two in your face. And sometimes the extra pass is what you need to get those uncontested shots. And then you're going to hit them. Guess, you know who hit uncontested shots last night? UC Riverside. That's who... Because they, they shot a lot of uncontested shots. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, one thing I do think we are going to see... Um, probably for the rest of the year, is the uh, ratio of three-pointers to two-pointers. Last night, um, Nebraska shot 26 threes, and they shot 29 twos. That's almost 50%, 50 50-50. And I I could see, you know, that's probably what we're going to get. And we just hope that we can get open threes that we're shooting, and not step-back threes, especially step-back contested threes. I assume Hoiberg, just is screaming in his brain when Gervais Green takes a step back three you know th- dribble through his legs step back you know and unless it's coming at the end of the clock you know that's okay um, uh, second ball movement it was really good in the beginning of the game I thought you know like they say um, the extra pass if you have a good shot maybe give it up for a better you know and they were doing that and I thought oh this is what you know this looks pretty good. You know, and we I think we went six for seven from the field during the beginning, and uh, that kind of went away. I think it's uh, things tightened up a little bit, and then they weren't playing as free. Uh, maybe they this is and this is what the growing pains are going to be. Who takes over? Who's the one that's going to take the shots? You know, when things get tough, and we have two, you know, two of the top junior college transfers, and They were that guy last year, you know? So it's just going to be a process of figuring things out. And, uh, you know, it'll just just get better. You know, Hoiberg has a rule. It's called the 0.5 second rule. And 0.5, when you catch the ball, in 0.5 seconds, you either have to dribble, pass, or shoot, okay? That didn't happen a lot last night. It was a lot of catch, kind of wait, or maybe dribbling, you know, not going anywhere, not doing anything with the ball. Uh, so, I, you know, and that's not something that you just say, oh, yeah, by the way, do this, and then they do it. It's you know, it's going to be a process. Uh, playing together, um, like I've already said, it's going to get better. Uh, just, It's just going to take time. Okay. Oh, uh, free throw percentage, 47%. That is horrible. And against Doan, I think it was worse, that percentage. I've always wondered how we got these guys that can shoot threes, you know, at a pretty high clip, you know, we hope, but you know, that just can't shoot from the free throw line. I don't know if that's, what's going to be, you know, for Nebraska this year, but we're going to lose games. We shouldn't, if we shoot 47%, I think you probably, as a team, you probably want your team percentage to be around 70, 75. And hopefully you have some guys that can shoot in the upper eighties, maybe. Uh, we'll find out over the course of the year. Um, Kevin Cross, that's my next one. I hope, you know, I hope he's, he's a true freshman. I hope he does, he plays a lot better going forward. And I'm not even talking about, you know, you know, making shots. How about better shot selection? Or how about, you know, a little bit better, you know, a lot better effort on defense. And I think it got better. He, the coaches were probably in his year, but, there was a possession on a three that he either was uninterested or is, you know, things are moving kind of fast for him. So, um, but he needs to play a lot better. I, again, in that fan fest uh, game uh, earlier, a month ago or so that uh, he gets the first rebound of the game, takes it the full length of the court and jacks up a three. And I thought, huh, Maybe it's, you know, it's just an exhibition game for the fans. Not even an exhibition game. It's just a practice for fans. And they're just having fun. He shot, a second here. This might be who he is. I don't know. He shot 10 times uh, last night. He only made one. Shot six three-pointers. And he only played 14 minutes. If you want to contrast that with Cam Mack, who uh, shot 13 times. And he played, according to this, 32 minutes. So, you know, Kevin Cross just comes in and then he wants to jack up shots. And I don't know how interested interested he is in playing defense. I think that's going to have to change. I know, you know, coaches are very cognizant of that, I would think. Uh, So, oh, yeah. Okay, now the next thing. Defense and rebounding. I was – you know, not disappointed by our offense because, you, know, the, the, you know, it's just making shots. But our defense and rebounding was much, much worse than I ever would have thought it was going to be. And I'm not even ta- – when it comes to rebounding, I'm not even talking about our lack of size. I'm talking about not even looking to put a body on There's, you know, almost seven-foot guy coming down the lane for a rebound, you know just turning around like after a shot goes up just turning around and standing there i mean what, what Michigan state is a great rebounding team and i promise you they're not just turning around and standing there when shots go up that's what i saw last night from nebraska and i and you know maybe and it could be just be it's you know a lot of young guys and it's a lot of you know i don't know i, I just i hope it's better it gets better and uh yeah, anyway, so then when it comes to defense, uh, this is one of the few times that I could hear communication, like at a basketball you know, on TV, um, for a basketball game, and that was in the beginning of the game. And they were talking and talking and talking, and I think they stopped talking, and they stopped communicating because they were not um, rotating as well as they were in the beginning, and that's just something to work on. Doc Sellers is a great defensive coach. Um, so you know, I'm sure he'll get that, you know, at least fixed. And just think it that, that defense was so bad last night. It's only gonna get it's only gonna get better. And I'm gonna walk through every three pointer that they made last night and and quickly and maybe you'll get a taste of some of the issues that can be easily cleaned up and that should make up you know, some ground lost, I guess. Unfortunately, you know, maybe in the future we'll be able to beat a team like UC Riverside. So, uh, yeah, and, you know, on offense, we looked, we looked really fast. On defense, we looked really slow. A couple steps slow. Uh, there seemed to be a lack of urgency on getting to their their rotations. They And it, part of... Part, You know, I never want to question a kid's effort because sometimes kids just don't know how to play hard. And it's not a choosing not to play hard, but they just don't understand that they need to play harder. And I think that is maybe what happened last night or it's just confusion on rotating. Uh, But, you know, like I've been saying, we'll find out. You know, and I guess the last thing about the bad... Is you want to play very good defense. I know Doc Sather does too, because you know the, the the saying goes, defense travels. Right, no matter where you go, you can you can play defense. And when you have nights like last night, when you shoot twenty three percent from the three point line, you want to have a defense that you can hang your hat on. And When you have a bad defense and you have a bad shooting night, you lose, (laughs) you know, majority of the time, even if it's to UC Riverside. And uh, so anyway, so I'm going to walk through quickly before I talk about some of the good things about the three point shots made. Hopefully, this isn't too boring, but uh, uh, all right. The first one was made by a dot. I'm probably going to get some of these names wrong. Dominic Pickett. 11:20 mark in the first half okay that i suggest going and looking at this clip and maybe i'll post it on twitter watch kevin cross that is not unacceptable defense even on the first ball screen which the, they don't get a shot up he has zero interest i mean his man dives straight to the basket and he almost has zero urgency to get to there, to that point, you know, to where where he needs to be. And then they have another ball screen, and then he doesn't step up to contest it or, you know, I'm not sure, you know, like I said about coaching, I'm not sure about how they wanted to defend ball screens. But I don't, it's got to be a lot better. Uh, Yeah, so anyway. Okay, next one. The 540 mark. Uh, Who was it? George Wilborn, I think. Cam Mack, okay, George Wilborn was in the backside corner. Cam Mack was down the middle of the lane or the chute and playing help side. Wilborn just kind of lifts up to the wing, and Cam Mack has no idea that he's even moved because he's not watching the, his man, you know, ball man, ball man, pistols, you know. And he has no idea, so the guy gets an open shot. Uh, yeah, and Cam Mack's closeout wasn't that great either. Uh, the 357 mark. Uh, that is DJ McDonald who, who ended up hitting four three pointers last night. Uh, Cheatham just appeared to be a little confused on rotation. I'm not gonna you know hate on that too much. Uh, that'll come with time. I, I'm I'm more about the effort part and um, especially in the first game. You know, show, show some urgency. Uh, uh, 324 mark. Okay. Oh, do Dragon. Dragon? Dragon? Okay. Um, It's a deep three. Uh, Cam was guarding him, Cam Mack, and he helped down too far and probably didn't need to help down so far uh, as Cross actually stopped the ball. Uh, He just, you know, Cam Mack probably needed to get out quicker, but uh, 9.34 in the second half. This is when things got really bad. (laughs) Um. Again, Dragon and Mac. Uh, there was a staggered ball screen. It's a play we actually run. Uh, it's a tough position to be in, but there was, it looked like, like I said, a lack of communication. Um, between, probably, I think it's Gervais Green, which ah, I, I had it playing in front of me, and Mac. Uh, it's a tough. It's a good set. Um, but it got an open shot. Then here comes McDonald three in a row. Uh. Sorts of thought. yeah, I, I, I don't have the best notes here. Uh, bad on-ball defense by Deshaun Burke, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. So Deshaun Burke's guarding him. There's a ball screen. The the ball handler uh, um, just goes right by him. So Kavas has to come step forward, step over, which leaves a wide open shooter in the corner. Uh, and then there probably should have been a rotation down from Javale Green, but uh, you gotta have better on-ball defense. You know, you just let him go right by him. You know, you, you sometimes want to force the player into the screen. He just kind of let him go right by. And so then you get beat on the ball, then that, that's when you have to help. And that's when you got to rotate. Okay, next one. McDonald again. Green and Hanif Cheatham, uh, they switch on a ball screen. And Hanif gives just way too much space to McDonald. So that And so what a lot of this could be is a lack of scouting. Because, like Nebraska, uh, I want to say UC Irvine, UC Riverside, you know, there was I don't think there was much tape because they had so many new players, and so maybe they did they didn't know McDonald was you know maybe a capable three point shooter. I think that if they knew that you know cheat H- H- Cheatham would have been closer on him. But uh, all right, next one. Yeah, it's the third one for McDonald. This is his third three pointer within about a minute and a half. Okay? This is kind of the bad part. You know, this isn't great. Uh, you have to be aware that, by the way, this guy has just hit two three-pointers. And so Kavas gets, I don't know if he got switched on him, but he's guarding him. And McDonald throws an entry pass to the post. And uh, Hanif Cheatham's guarding him. This, and the, the post player with the ball isn't the seven-footer. It's a much smaller guy. I assume Cheatham would have been probably just fine. Um, but Kvass helps down off of the guy who just hit two three-pointers within about a minute and a half. And guess what? You help down, post-pair throws it back out, wide open three, and he hits it. alright 13:09. Picket. 13-0-9, Uh Yeah, there's a ball screen. Uh, cross goes under, and Hanif doesn't come up again. Again, might be the scouting issue. Um, I assume that will get ironed out. Um 12:15, And, uh, who's Zion. I think, uh, cam Mac just cheats on defense a lot throughout the entire game. And in this instance, he goes for it and he loses. And then they, uh, they just kind of seal him. And the, the guy passes it out to a wide open shooter. Uh, the next one was by Drago. That's probably just a slow rotation. And, um, Last one was by Drag is it Dragon or Drago. Uh, there's a slam set that the NBA runs a lot. It's just a really tough play to guard and we got hit on it. So you know that, that happens. So all right, that's all that's enough of the bad. Here's some good. Uh, Cam Mack. I think he's gonna be really good. And I'm excited to see what he ends up being. He has zero fear. On offense, and he is fast. I wish he was a little bit better shooter, and maybe he, we'll find out that he, he is. Um, but I think we got a really good one there. Uh, Yvonne, uh, the guy from France, right? <laughs> Odrago. Or or Drago? Uh, I was actually surprised he started. Uh, it makes sense because he's pretty much our only big post player. Um, and so, you know, I thought maybe they would try to put Kavass in that position and uh but he 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 looks very he's very skilled uh he looks like he works pretty hard and uh and and of course the the reminder that yeah he's only 17 and that's kind of crazy to think about what i was doing when i was 17 and he you know he's already played international basketball and now he's starting you know at a Big Ten basketball school. I think he, he, he's also going to be very good. Javay Green, he, just, he might end up being one of my favorite players on the team. He, he looks like he's trying to do the, the right thing all the time. I'd say the same thing with Neef Cheatham. And uh, he's just a baller. So uh, hopefully, it's more of his shots go in. Uh, lastly, on the good part, uh, I was. You, know, you hear about how fast they, they run, or you know, how fast. Hoyberg wants to run his offense and it was much faster than I, I was almost taken aback by the speed and went in a good way. And maybe it's just from watching Tim miles, offense the past, you know, however many years. Um, so it's, you know, with that speed, you're going to get bad shots. You're going to get turnovers and they only had 11 turnovers. So that actually wasn't that bad. Uh, so I, I it's fun. They're fun to watch. You know, it looks kind of like street ball, I guess. And I think, and they'll get, and they'll improve. And so I'm not really worried, uh, about that. So I think that might be everything I have. Uh, only got out, out, rebounded by 20. That's awesome. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So that's all I got. I hope, you know, Hopefully you guys enjoyed this a little bit. Uh, It'll be better when Patrick gets back on. And uh, I'm not going to be able to watch you do this for every game because, you know, basketball season for me is about ready to start. Um, So if you enjoyed it, hopefully, you know, I can do more of it as the season goes along, but that's going to be impossible for a lot of these games. So uh, I just kind of summarize. I would say that the offensive side of the ball doesn't bother me at all. I know – you know, I know that that will get much better. And I, and, or I guess you'd say, I assume because if they can't hit threes and it's going to be a really long year, um, on the defensive side, you know, you assume that's going to get cleaned up too, but some of the lack of urgency or lack of, I would say effort in, in a sense, uh, is concerning to me. And we, you know, You'd think that the effort wouldn't be an issue in the first game of the year, you know, especially when you're winning at that point, you know. So, uh, but these are kids, and you know, sometimes they got other stuff going on. So, yeah, I guess that's all I got. Anyways, I guess subscribe to uh, our podcast where uh, I think the number one the basketball ba- uh, base podcast and SB Nation. We're also the the, wor- the worst. So we're the best and the worst is we're the only one. And uh, here's hoping that Nebraska, both Nebraska football and Nebraska basketball get better. Alright. Have a good day. Listen to Five Heart. Listen to uh, John's um, post-life podcast. Um, and I think that's all I got. Alright. Thanks for listening.